Guess who's back? 1973 in the house. In the rid of us. Yes, yes, yes. Big, big night last night. Uh, I was just pumped out of my freaking mind. <laughs> Sixes with the 24-point lead. And uh, that's probably the, the key that I want to talk about today. But, but um, before going any further, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm glad you're going to ask about me this week. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I want to compliment you on your fine backdrop. And I'm curious to know what you're wearing. Oh, look at that. What is that? It's amazing. That is uh, my official uh, 19- I like it. That's 1973 t-shirt. As you see, I just knocked my headphone off. So the excitement begins. Did you uh, did you just get black or did you get other colors? I got black, white, and royal blue. Oh man! So um, now, have you like? I know that you are. Do you, have you thought about? We've talked about your J dating escapades, right? Yeah, and I've, been, I've been there. I'm not trying to say I'm above it, but but that's where you are right now. And and here's my question: Do you think if you take a picture of that sh with that shirt on, I think we need to update your profile and put your the co-host and producer of a major emerging uh, sports podcast. And then I'm fully vaccinated. And you're fully vaccinated. Right. That seems that's to be. So you got that all going for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be disease free and, you know, got my, you know, everything going well. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, but what I want to know is have, is this your first day wearing the shirt or when did you get them? Because I've had it. I've had a couple. Like, I've were had worried. You yeah, were, no, I, uh, I've had a couple of them and you notice that the design of the shirt is actually on my background today. So, uh, you know, I'm sitting between us. The beard seems to be back today, I've noticed. The beard is back, but it's going to be gone soon. It just, I, I got a little lazy. I didn't feel like really shaving the whole thing off. And sometimes yeah. I like to look like the image, like the image to me looks so cool. And that's not what the mirror says to me. So I just sometimes want to look like as close to the image as I can. But wait, have you gotten, I mean, have people stopped you on the streets and told you what a cool shirt that is? Uh, yeah. And noticing by, I went and looked at our order. We've already had um, some people buying mass orders. And I thought your idea last week was a wonderful idea. I've had a couple ideas that, uh, you know, like um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which has done wonders for my family personally. That's mm -hmm. something that I'd be interested in, um, you know, seeing some donations going to. And then the histiocytosis foundation which i'm going to put out there my niece suffers from histiocytosis and it's a very rare immune disease and um, unfortunately very rare that children have it and she has it so there's a couple organizations i thought your idea was a wonderful idea um, i just got to put it in order i don't know how we do that but um, maybe maybe you can help out with that um, i don't know how the proceeds work but um, you know we just have to uh, get the ball rolling with that. So I actually am gonna have a call uh, either later today or sometime in the coming days with our creative uh, director, uh, VP of Merch, uh, Iraq. I might suggest doing like for a month though. You know, yeah, like so that was what we talked about last week. So each month we are gonna have something where all the proceeds go to that particular cause. And um, so he and I need to chat about some of those logistics. So I'm going to handle all that. Um, but, um, you know, I certainly would be on board if you want to just choose the, the cause for May and then maybe I can choose it for June. Uh, dude, you're taping a podcast. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're, we're back. I, I'm sorry. I had a momentary, a momentary, uh, hiccup there where, um, I'm actually at work right now. So, um, we're trying to get this broadcast done because tonight, actually, I have a 
a trivia contest for work, a virtual trivia contest. So uh, thank you for your patience. And we were talking about uh, doing some charity work uh, with the um, podcast. So people all over the Delaware Valley now are suffering in their educational needs because we're filming the podcast. So we'll just do the best we can to get through it. But I think what you were saying, what I would love is for you to decide the first charity for May, where those proceeds go. Um, again, I'll work with EROC just trying to understand. I think probably June, actually, though, because yeah. it's already so. Oh, you're talking about the proceeds we've already collected. Yeah. Right, for the first month. And then yeah. June, I'll choose a, a charity. And each month we choose one. And, um, you know, I know that your niece has, has uh, you know, been going through stuff for, for you know. 10 years, 11 yeah. years. Yeah. Right. It's been a, What's your niece's name? Uh, Ali Acosta. Ali Acosta? Allison Acosta. So she's a cutie. And, All right. Uh, yeah, I, and uh, so you know, let let's do what we can to to help. Um, what the, you know, the Histiocytosis Foundation? Absolutely. So let's get on board with that, or whichever one you, whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll work positive it. vibes to to Ali for you know. And my not- sister Karen and her husband Luis, who have just, I mean, they're amazing people for uh, the what they're going through and the amount of work. Um, you know, every day. Um, so the other thing um, I thought about was, um, this is a great opportunity. A lot of kids are not getting um, that are in college internship opportunities um, who are in the field of communications like you did when you were in college, right? You were a comm major or a sort yeah, of? Yeah, I was comms major and then I was uh, at Delaware. And then when I transferred to Georgia, I was telecom. So yeah, yeah. but do you remember I interned at old First State News yeah. Uh, under, under the expertise of one Jim Hayes. Yeah. Now, uh, oh yeah, Jim Hayes, sports <laughs> sports guy, right? Yeah. Who was the anchor for for State News? Mike, someone. Mike Sigmund, who's actually still local here in Wilmington. He's not in news anymore, but um, he's still uh, in the area. And I forget who the woman was that worked with you. Um, but was Jim Jim Stoddard wasn't with the station, was yeah, he? Jim Stoddard was. I just get the biggest kick out of Jim Stoddard. You know how he got his weather forecast by watching CNN. I watched it happen. I'll never forget. I was he's like, oh, he's wow. a really great guy. He just he just retired. Um, so he was kicking kicking the airwaves for years there with local radio. Uh, I think he was WJBR. So he just retired. Um, and I remember Uncle Jim. Right? It was Uncle Jim Stoddard, or was I think it? So. Uh, it was a little weird when he wanted me to sit on his lap and I was like 18, but you know, well, actually. No, he did, did he? No, nah, just kidding. No, come on. Come not on. at all. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay. Not, Jim, I Jim, I, I, I hope that's not true. And I'm assuming that's, that's <laughs> not for liability reasons, uh, for, for, you know, libel. Or anyone. So, yeah. uh, so, um, so the other thing was, uh, you know, if you know, or you're interested in, um, if you're a young folk, we could really use some professional help here because I'm not the most tech savvy guy. And I would like to professionalize a 1973 with some graphics and maybe some music. And uh, we certainly could use some help. You know, I know that you had talked about the benefits of just audio versus video. And, you know, I'd like to get us up on YouTube. And uh, yeah, um, if you know, of, if you have a child, because I know we're in our forties, if you know of someone or, uh, if you want to do it yourself, we, I'd love to, uh, you know, entertain ideas if you'd like to come on board and be a producer. It's completely unpaid, but you, yes, will, right. have, you, will, you will have the gravitas of uh, producing a, a made-for-TV uh, motion picture here. I don't even know what I'm saying, but you will have uh, tape on your resume, which is really important. We'll yeah. throw in a shirt. I think we can buy whoever this person I'll, is. I'll Here, buy a shirt, a mug. Shirt, whatever they want. They can pick whatever they want from the store and we'll hook them up. But yeah, and I also say if anyone knows how the hell to get this thing on Apple Podcasts, maybe I should talk to Eric Connor about that. He's he's on Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. He's, that's he's like above my pay grade. Forever. He's so. a, that's above my pay grade. So that yeah. would be that would be wonderful. But he's somebody and we're just, you know, hoping to be somebody one day. So uh, that's where we are. But uh but yeah, so I don't know. What are we talking about now? Play the music, buddy. You want me to play the music? Yes. This music? This music for this this squad? What? Hey, 
I just, I could play that and listen to that all day long. So, um, great song. When did that come out? I think that it was 83 in the season, the championship. I think it was the 83 season, which going back to the 83 season, this team is the closest team we've ever seen to that 83 team. Um, just because it's a complete team, uh, plays defense. Um, they had a great game last night. I know everyone's wanting to talk about Russell Westbrook and the popcorn incident, um, which was, uh, which was unfortunate because I'm, you know, all the fans there last night that behaved are going to be stained by the actions of one person, but, you know, they came out last night and they just played a complete game and the starters played maybe less than 25 to, you know, 25 minutes last night. I mean, the bench came up so big and Maxi came out big last night, probably taking away minutes away from Shake Milton at this point. So good for Maxi because I, you know, for, so I want a couple of things. One props to you because you said, you know, I mean, I was thinking about this. How many like podcasts have we done? We have like a Cal Ripken streak going on. I mean, we've been doing this, I feel like since February. And then, and then we also had the five that. <laughs> yes. But the, you know, it was good. The underground ones that no one will ever find. But my point <laughs> being is, dude, we, we have quite a streak going. We've been doing this forever. We have, uh, you know, and, and you said early on, you're like, this is the best team since 83. And I said, 2001. And you said, yeah, but two, you said, to uh, 1983 so they never had a chance to win in 2001 and that's that's really the issue I actually think the three best basketball teams in the NBA right now might be the Sixers the Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks which is pretty pretty cool if you think about that and interesting yeah I mean we'll we'll see how it all shakes out I mean I the Suns how bad is Chris Paul's injury that I don't know I it looked bad on Sunday but he, he came, was it Sunday or no, the, the second game was Tuesday, but, but he played though. And they need him to play. It, but he, it, was, he was hurting. You could tell he was hurting. He well, was his, his regular self. And, you know, I hate to say they got exposed on Tuesday night. They really did get exposed in a way that I didn't think they were going to get exposed. Uh, and now people are saying, obviously the Lakers are going to pull that out in six or seven, um, which, then, you know, just really, really makes, if you think about the following series, interesting, because if they come out of that, then they're playing the, uh, if I'm correct, either the winner of the Nuggets uh, Trailblazers series. So the West is interesting. And um, I'm assuming the Jazz won last night. The Jazz did win and tied yeah, it up. Yep. Yeah. So, and, um, and, you know, it's everything, everything. Did the Clippers end up winning? The second nope. they lost again. Oh, two at home. Wow. At home, and now they're headed to Dallas. That team is in trouble. And, and, and remember, it, everyone was saying how it was Doc's fault last year. And yeah, is Doc still coaching out there? I can't remember. No, he's not. <laughs> Tyron, no, he's not coaching out there. Okay. Tyron Liu is. And, uh, you know, he sort of been exposed as not really a, uh, a very good head coach. Well, the irony, remember, Ty Liu was like the top, uh, he wasn't he the Sixers top choice before Doc Rivers became available? Either that or Mike D'Antoni, but I think it probably was Tyron Lou. And aren't you glad that didn't happen? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I, I, I was glad from day one. And uh, but yeah, man, it's exciting. It's exciting. This brand of basketball, the Sixers look fantastic, really balanced. I like the fact that, uh, you know, and B got into foul trouble in game one, Tobias has been incredible in the series. How scared were you though, when he limped off yesterday? I was scared by it. I knew though that they would have the two days off. So I wasn't as worried about that, um, but put up the 37 in game one and then came back, rolled his ankle, but still put up 19. He just, you know, I, I swear I, I stopped watching for a second there and then he came right back in. And um, 
I'll tell you, this team is good. I, I am worried about the Nets, but you know what? If you're worried in life, get a dog. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's an old- I have a dog, what does that mean? It means that if you're worried, go walk the dog and grow up and wear man pants because, you know, don't worry about the Nets until you have to play them or the Bucks for that matter. Get business done. Um, I think this series might at the most go five, probably will be a sweep. Yeah, I think five. And that's what we said when we, you know, last week we spoke, uh, we weren't sure. We didn't know at the time that they were going to play the Wizards, right? We didn't know because the Wizards were backing into the- They were against the eight, Pacers, right? Pacers, eight, nine game, but really beat them pretty badly. Uh, yeah. Wizards look like they're dead. And uh, I'll tell yeah. you, Scotty Brooks looks like he's on the hot seat down in Washington, so- yeah, I mean, I think it's been a nice season for them. They have a collection of young pieces. You know, I, I mean, I still think if I'm the Sixers, I let Westbrook, you know, take as many outside shots as he wants. Um, you know, Beal has been sensational. Um, yeah, just, he has. He is a great player, man. And, um, you know, they have some pieces. Gafford is, looks like he's solid. Uh, the kid from Gonzaga, uh, Huchimara, whatever however you say his name. I think his Ra, Ra Huchimara. Ra, yeah. yeah, he's and he's yeah he's gonna be a player. Davis uh, Davis Bertans. Yeah, he's he cries about everything. You ever notice that he yeah. never commits a foul? He's one of those players where he just yeah. never fouled out last night with no points. Right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm not worried. The thing that I and I was thinking about this a lot with the Sixers today. Ben had a huge game. I mean, he, what he had 15 boards, 15 assists in the first game and six points. And people were all over him because he didn't score. Then he comes out and he's scores, you know, plays great yesterday. Uh, he only did it in 29 minutes of action. Like you said, none of the starters went more than 30 and went even 30 minutes. Most of them went 25 to, you know, 27. Bench played amazing yesterday. Bench played amazing. And I keep coming back to a couple of things. One, the thing that I love about this Sixers team I feel like they can beat you in so many ways. So they can lock you down on defense. If the big three is scoring, they, they can take it to you there. Are you getting ready to get up again? No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm no, good. you look like you're prairie dogging over there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I, I, I just think that fundamentally they, they play smart basketball. You know, when this team is moving the ball and Seth, uh, Seth and uh, Danny Green are, and George Hill are making their outside shots. And even uh, Furkan, who played horribly in the first game and played, played really better yesterday. Much nicer game yesterday. There's George, I, I, George I Hill. George Hill, I, I don't want to stop you. Was such a key addition. He really has been a key addition to this team. Yeah, he's, he's blended in nicely. And so I like as long as we can stay healthy. And stay hungry. And if we can, uh, you know, take care of business in, in Washington, I think we win this series in five games. Uh, Westbrook is 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 hurting. It's unfortunate that incident that happened yesterday. And there's a, like it, it's just like, you know, Philly fans complain a lot for getting this reputation of being assholes. And then they go out and do asshole things like. But one, it was one guy, though. It was right. One, one guy. fan. That's what I'm saying. And but the problem is, is like this is the guy who I mean, why would you do that? Why would you dump popcorn on on a player who it's ridiculous. It's you don't have a right to be an asshole uh, at a game and, and do those things and cross those lines. So anyway, um, I read today that he's been banned from, uh, you know, he's not allowed to enter the building again. So Sixers stepping up and doing the right thing, which is great. Um, yeah. So I, I, I feel great. Do we want to talk about some of the other series that are going on or do you? Have yeah. So, so uh, can I say one more thing? Just sure. real quick? So if you remember, there were a couple Around the trade deadline, there were a couple of rumors going around. One was Kyle Lowry and the fact that we would have to probably part with Matisse and maybe Max. Yeah. And you and I were both very steadfast in stating that these guys are key parts of our future and that Maxi, while he hadn't shown as much as Matisse up till that point in terms of being playoff ready, Maxi was going to be a big part of the future. And I think Maxi works you hear so many stories about how hard this kid works on his game and i will like i really hope the sixers do not trade either of those young fellas 
I mean, those pieces, and I even like Isaiah Joe, but you know, I like that this some of this and, and B ball Paul, you see him ball. He, he had a great uh, 10 minutes there or whatever at the end. I don't but know I if it was like 10 minutes, song. but yeah, came, I think he had about five, six minutes. He had six points. It's just, this is a great, it's a great story. And when was the last time the Sixers had this collection of talent? And I'm not saying, you know, I think Maxi and Matisse have, have, major potential can you imagine if Max Matisse can ever develop that a consistent three-point shot I mean last night in 19 minutes he had what four steals and five blocks that's right. that's insane so yeah. uh these guys are foundational pieces these these are the guys you win titles with you know they ever they have their role players and they, they play their role well and I think Maxi is going to develop into what we once hoped Markel Fultz would be yeah, and we were able to get them at a lower price, lower pick down the line. So sometimes things just, you know, work out in the end, you know. So um, other series, um, well, Brooklyn looks like they've, they've turned the button and, uh, you know, they're playing really, really well right now in that Boston series. So I don't know if that's quite going to be a sweep, but it looks like it's got the potential to be a sweep. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with um, with the coach of the Celtics. Does he keep his job after this? Um, Brad um, Stevens. Brad Stevens. That's bad. I forgot that. Um, right. So that team is, although the team is missing uh, Jalen Brown, which is a, a big piece right now. So, yeah, they are. And, you know, they don't have a real presence in the middle um, yeah. either. So, but against, you know, the Nets, maybe you don't need that. But, uh, yeah, the Nets look good. I'm not scared. Like, I'm still not regretting the fact that we didn't trade for James Harden. I am, you know, I think the Nets are going to beat the Celtics. I think you and I both said that. We just felt like, you know, Tatum and Kemba were just not going to be enough um, against that team. And Tatum got hurt in game two. Uh, I don't think it's a long-term thing by any stretch. I think he's going to be back for game three. But, um, I agree. And it'll be interesting going back to Boston. I do think Boston will get at least one of those games at home for sure. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think the Miami Milwaukee yeah, series, right? That's, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely I shocked. Yeah. I am too. Milwaukee looks like they are sending a message, right? Yeah, right. So, which tees up a potential, you know, my uh, Milwaukee Brooklyn series, which will be fantastic to watch. Yeah. Yeah, you know. how you'll have, uh, I mean, obviously Drew Holiday is the sort of making a, a significant difference for, for the Bucks this year. Um, so, you know, hopefully they'll get the Celtic, or they'll get the Nets all ready for us one or the other. They'll beat one another up in the seven game series and the Sixers will, you know, play the winner of the Hawks-Knicks series, which uh, the Knicks were able to tie up last night in this um I have to pause it for a second. Sorry about that. Um, and that'll be our last um, breakup for the day. Um, so going to the Hawks and Knicks, that series is actually in your neck of the woods this weekend. And um, how many people are they going to be having at the Phillips? Is it the Phillips Center now or is that been Phillips changed? Arena? Phillips Arena. Um, yeah. How many I people? I think they are full full capacity at this point. I, I I have to double check. I know the Braves are full capacity, so I think that the Hawks are full capacity. But I do think they have a vaccination section. So um, that is a fun series, though, man. Like game one with Trey jawing with you know and Spike Lee in the front row. I mean, <laughs> it didn't remind you of like the '90s with Reggie yeah. and, and the Pacers and that team and. They said that Madison Square Garden, because I think they were at about twelve or 13,000 capacity, mm -hmm. having the fans coming up, because they actually hadn't had a playoff game at Madison Square Garden since 2013, so that it was cool, it was exciting, you know. The Nets aren't, you know, they're not the draw in New York. They might want to be the draw, but they're not. And I'm just wondering, what type of draw are the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta? Will they get an, a boisterous crowd? Because... I think Trey Young might be the most exciting Atlanta Hawk player since Dominique Wilkins. Uh, yeah, I mean, some people love Josh Smith and what what he used to. Not bring the same. To the table. Not the same. Josh Childress. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but but 
with Jay Smooth, the thing was his athleticism was completely off the charts, right? So you, you know, you you could see him do something, but but people quickly grew tired of him because he was just hoisting up three point shots way too much. Uh, but Trey Young is super exciting. Look, they they traded Luca for him, right? Um, and and I, it's always and DeAndre a, Hunter though. I mean, it was it was they really got DeAndre got Hunter. Pick. Yeah, yeah, you got that extra pick, so you got to throw that in. I mean, look, like, and I said back then, uh, you know, I hadn't seen a ton of Luca, but um, you know. I said then that Trey's going to put Tuchas's in seats, right? Uh, yeah. So, and that's what he's done. And he's been spectacular. And I think he's great for the city. He's, you know, undersized and not lacking confidence and not lacking stones to take big shots. I mean, how is that place going to be? I actually think Phillips is going to be loud. Uh, you know, it's been a while since the Hawks have had a home playoff game. It's been a uh, even longer time than since the Hawks have had a good young team. I think it's been about, I think they said 2016 yeah, was the last time. Yeah, but this is a, yeah, that was, I, that was an older team. Like this is a team on the rise, you know, their best, their best years are ahead of them with a lot of these, you know, young guys, um, you know, you have Herter, you have um, Trey, you have John Collins, you have Capella, like there's, they have a pretty nice young core there um, that's going to grow together if they can keep them all together. And uh, so we'll see. I mean, um, it's, I think it's actually going to be pretty fun. I think it's gonna be a fun environment. Atlanta gets really into basketball. They're definitely fair weather fans. There's no two ways about that. Um, and, uh, but it's going to be rocking, you know, my, my, my little buddy, Matt Hansen, who I brought up the other day. Yeah. So last, a uh, couple weeks ago. So we have a bet if, if the Hawks end up playing the Sixers, we're going to bring him on the show. But more importantly is, yeah, Matt's a decent looking guy, but I'll tell you what, he put on his 1973 shirt and he sent me a picture of him in his 1973 shirt. And now everyone thinks all of a sudden he's, he's uh, looks like John Mayer. So he's uh, well-received, but John Mayer, uh, that's uh, I haven't seen him reason, in a while. Yeah. Another reason to get that 1973 shirt, but yeah, I, I think it's, to me, it's the most fun series right now um, in the first round in any conference, the Hawks and the Knicks, they're both young teams. Uh, but the Knicks the Hawks, are, they play such a boring type of basketball. That's why I would love to see the Hawks kick their ass this weekend. But know? I think if you're a Sixers fan, to me, the Hawks give me many more concerns than the Knicks do. I think we handled the Knicks. I don't, I, they don't worry me. The Hawks, they're young, they're athletic. They, they're a little more fearless, I think, in, in the way that they're playing. And I love Nate McMillan. I think he's such a, I've, I've always thought he's been a really good coach. So cool to see him having some success with that team after taking over from uh, Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce, the former Sixer. That's right. Assisted. Um, so, you know, so if the winner of that comes out, we'll see them. And, um, and that takes us to the West Coast where we have the uh, one and eight series is now deadlocked at one eight piece. Donovan Mitchell played uh, last night and I did catch some of that game. You know, Utah dominated that game. Um, interestingly enough, Grayson Allen, the former Duke, someone that you could dislike. He's just not a likable guy. He, he plays a shooting guard for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, John Moran is obviously he's, showing something. I think Utah, it's not the most exciting series, but um, it's tied one to one. Um, and then that brings us to the Suns Lakers. We talked about it really briefly, but um, you know, Lakers experience is sort of coming out now. And the question is how will Chris Paul's injury play out when the series transfers to LA this weekend? And um, yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I think, you know, they were, the big debate was, what does Andre Drummond bring to you? Because he's just clogging up the middle. And then he had a good game uh, against the Suns in, in the second game. Like he gave something to the, to the, to the Lakers in game two. So uh, Schroeder had a good game for, for the Lakers. Um, and the Suns, you know, the Suns, I don't think they were exposed. I think that, you know, I had, I didn't actually watch the game on Sunday. I heard the game on Sunday on the radio and uh, on NBA radio. And, you know, they played a, a pretty good game. So maybe, maybe the Suns get a split in LA. That would be nice. I think that that's possible. I actually think the Lakers are going to win this in seven. I, I, a lot of it depends on how, how well Chris Paul can kind of get through this 
um, you know, with, with his injury. Um, but I, I think Phoenix, they're such a young team, but I think Booker, man, he is such like, he's a killer, you know? And, and remember how, how, uh, how they did during the uh, bubble tournament last year too. I think they, they did. Went, they, they did, did well. They yeah. did well. But they also had no pressure on them. There right. are expectations right. now. Now, the, the one problem that Booker had on Sunday was they were like, see who else can shoot. Right. Because they were they were forcing, they were giving him very bad shots. Mm-hmm. No one else on the Suns was hitting anything. Mikel Bridges came up light on Sunday. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, they, they need to keep, and and I feel like that's a team, too, that that is a really strong transition team, Phoenix. So we were talking about the the uh, we were talking about the moving on after the Suns and the Lakers. We were talking about the, I guess the three six series would have been the Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets, and they are tied at one to one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I, I got to apologize today. I've had all these pauses today. Um, this today. This is my bad. is just a busy day at work, but I really wanted to get this show done this week. Um, so um, I do apologize, our man, uh, RJ, uh, for that. Uh, um, I appreciate the apology. Could you t- see the frustration after the third or fourth uh, interruption? It was uh, three times, actually. but uh, felt, it felt like six, but it's okay. You know what? You got to do what you got to do. You got to, until this pays the bills, this, you got to do something else. And you do it for the children. Right. So, Yes, let's talk about the Denver Portland series. Uh, last week we came on. I know that I felt Portland was actually going to win that series. So, um, any any hesitations now or no? No, I still Car- still going to ride Portland um, in that. Carmelo series. was booed, if I'm correct, when he came back to Denver, but maybe he should have been. Yeah, good. You know what? That's good that they have some passion. You know, I'm, I mean, like. You know, like you said, it's big, it's playoff time, big boy pants. So find your big boy pants, play some ball. I just really like Portland. Um, I like the way they play ball. Uh, I like the experience that they have. I like the, their ability to, to play in the clutch. And uh, yeah, I'm still riding Portland. Still like them. So that's another fun series uh, out West. And then that brings us, well, that brings us to the big one. The big one, we had, we had talked about that um, before we started, which was, I'm shocked, four or yeah. five. And obviously, uh, Tyron Liu, you know, he replaced Doc Rivers. Part of the reason was Doc Rivers couldn't get them out of that second round, if I'm correct, because they gave up a 3-1 lead against the Denver Nuggets, right? It was the Denver Nuggets. Denver uh, Today, they play the, the – the Clippers had a home – home court advantage playing the Dallas Mavericks Dallas comes in and sweeps the sweeps them off their home court and now the series is going back to Dallas this weekend yeah but let's talk again about how Doc is a a bad coach you know like (laughs) it's so silly it's so ridiculous so you know look there's still basketball to be played I still think you know Kawhi obviously has a champion's heart um does he really have a champion's heart though because I think shown he's shown in two years that you know, and I think that he could walk at the end of this year, right? Uh, I thought he signed a three-year deal, and this is, this is his second year, isn't it? Yeah, but I didn't know if he had, like, an opt-out after two years. Maybe you're right. Maybe he does. Because uh, I'd be curious to see if he explores that. And then Paul George is just, you know, the, the MO has been that, you know, where is Paul George? Um, but this team has some issues. I mean, they have so much talent, the L.A. Clippers, but it just doesn't seem to – stack up when it needs to pg-13 um yep yeah i mean some people thought the clippers were gonna be you know a favorite to go to the nba finals look they could could they still turn everything around absolutely dallas is a pretty young team luca is a sensational player um you know it doesn't look good for the clippers but it's the series isn't over it's it's two zero they got to win you on the road you know i think i saw a statistic that 93.4% 93.4% of teams that win the, the first two games, I didn't know that, go on and end up winning the, the finals, uh, win, winning the series. Obviously, that didn't matter when the when the Knicks went up 2-0 against the, the Bulls, and uh, it hasn't happened in other series. It hasn't meant anything. So hey, who's to say? I mean, maybe they'll come back. They're going to have to start by winning 
the first game in Dallas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they said that on the broadcast last night, the Sixers broadcast. That yes, that's where I I, I, I lifted that 93% number. 93% of the teams, or was it, I thought it was 93% of the higher-seeded team when the higher-seeded team. I thought it was 93% of all series in which a game, a team starts off winning the first two games, goes on and wins the series. It seems like a pretty random fact, just yeah. because does it really matter when a team does it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be. It could I, be. So. I think I guess the fact is that it's just pretty significant because it rarely happens. That's the that's the major point there. Yeah. That it's so important to if you're on the road, well, they were at home and they they should have at least split. I'm gonna say that it's even a team like the Knicks, um, they they did at least they split it, but I mean more than likely, they probably needed to win for the first two games at home because it is going to Atlanta. It's just really, really important. So let's play a quick game then. All right. Yes. The Correct me if I'm wrong. So Milwaukee, Miami is 2-0. Clippers, Dallas is 2-0. Brooklyn, Boston is 2-0. Are there any other series there too? I think everything else is. And, Sixers. and Fixers, Fixers, Sixers, uh, Wizards is 2-0. Of those four series which team is most likely and i know you would probably all agree that the heavy favorite is the team winning 2-0 but if you had to pick a team who's capable of coming back from 2-0 who do you think it's going to be it would still be the clippers because at least they're the best of those seeded teams yeah that are down most of those teams i mean i i guess you could make an argument for miami although miami just looks dead in the water yeah I, I know, but I just – I think Spo is such a good coach, man. I love Spolestra. I love – or Spolstra. Why do I call him Spolestra? Um, Spolstra, I love – you know, who knows? Jimmy Buckets. I mean, I had heard something, I think, since our last taping that – shocker that some people weren't loving Jimmy Butler. In the yeah, night. that's what I had heard, that he was starting to point the finger at some teammates, right. which, of course, is not a good thing. Um, there's so much talent on that Miami team too and I, they kind of remind me of the Clippers just like on paper there's so much talent like a Bam is so good Tyler Harrow so good and Duncan uh, Robinson is a free agent and I mean he's not they're not paying him very much right now and what he right. gives to that team is very interesting consistent yeah. shooter um, that's someone that they developed I mean they didn't put yep. much into developing they have a track record the Heat Spolstra has a track record of developing these players. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, Goran Dragic is on the team, right? Um, yeah. So I, that, that team is, is, is pretty loaded if they could just get it together, Miami. So I don't know. I, I think if, if a team comes back and maybe it's what team is most likely to make it a series, I think it's, it's the heat and the Clippers. I think the other two series are pretty much uh, done with the uh, wizards and Sixers and Boston and um, Brooklyn, but we'll see. I did have uh, some thoughts as I was last night. I could not sleep. Now this is going to be an interesting year because the NBA playoffs, if I'm correct, are going into what the beginning of July. Yep. So, you know, um, what is Greg Popovich going to be fielding at the 2020 Olympics, which is obviously going to be in 2021 in August in Tokyo. Um, is he going to just be fielding players that have their teams have lost in the playoffs so that he's going to be constructing a team of players that have lost in early rounds? That is a great question. You know, I didn't, I haven't given one uh, like bit of thought to that, but it presents another bigger question. Cause if you think about it, a lot of teams have said this is the hardest NBA season that they've played because of the quick turnaround from last season and the way that the last, you know, 16 months, 18 months have been going. So on top of that, you know, if you're a fan of a team, which we both are, um, do you want like your team to, do you want, do you want your best players? Do you want Joel Embiid? Uh, you know, representing his country. Do you want Ben Simmons representing his country? Like, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're going to have an ability. I and it's interesting with Australia. Ben and uh, excuse me, Ben Simmons would probably be playing with Matisse Thybul because he's Australian and um, Thybul is Australian. Yeah, just hasn't 
doesn't have a deep accent. He's been here a while, but I think he is Australian. And, um, and Joe Ingalls, which might be in this situation. Yeah. So I'm thinking that there's an advantage to the Hawks losing in the first round because you could see a really young group for this Olympic team, like Trey Young and uh, might even see a Julius Randle on the Olympic team, which is pretty uh, interesting. Um, yeah. You might see people on this Olympic team that you would have never thought being on this Olympic team, which might make this team uh, capable of losing for the first time since the 2014 picked up the bronze medal with Larry Brown. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I remember that team. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be. It could be. So we'll it's have to be a young team. I think it's going to be a young team. And I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he put like one of his own guys on there, like a DeMar Rosen or something. Just DeMar to, Rosen, yeah. DeMar yeah. DeRozan. I, mean, already, I mean, yeah. And then it's hard because even if you were to take college kids, like, you know, you take Kate Cunningham. I mean, he's supposed to be, you know, a top one or two pick next year. Is he going to risk playing Olympic bat? You know, before it was no big deal, but now you got to think about it. Do I want to risk playing Olympic basketball with the chance that I could get injured and then cost myself millions? I mean, I understand that. So, I mean, there, there's pride that comes with representing your country, but uh, you know, I get it. That was, that was what I was thinking about last night. And I do have some time now. If you, if you want to talk a little Eagles or Phillies, do you have anything on your mind with the Phillies or are they just in free fall? So this will be quick because I'm going to have to jump off soon. Uh, I'm going to pull a lev, man. But uh, so I did take a couple notes. So obviously the Phillies have been playing like crap. Everyone knows that. Um, you know, Bryce is hurt. They finally put him on the, the uh, injured list. Um, you know, he hasn't been the same since he got beamed in the face. And why would he? Um, you know, with that, with that, when he took that shot. Um, and the Phils, you know, JT Romuto has been in and out of the lineup. So Alec, uh, uh, Boehm has really been struggling. So it's, it's not looking good for the Phils. I mean, they're in fourth place. They're only two, I think they're two games back, or two and a half games back. But, you know, they've lost seven of their last 10. Um, you know, it's not, it's not a ship headed in the right direction. And I continue to question some of uh, Girardi's decisions that he's been making in game. So definitely have some concerns for the Phils. Um, you know, they need to right the ship. The Mets are in first place. And, uh, you know, I think the Braves and the Mets are going to find their steps. And, and, you know, we always struggle with the Marlins for whatever freaking reason. We always struggle. We have been, we have been struggling with the Marlins for the, at least the last 10 years. And uh, how many of them, how many games have they beaten them in the two series? Uh, in the two series, they, what if they won two games? They're two and six, I think. Does that sound two about right? Six. Wow. Yeah. That's or, unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Maybe, maybe two and four. I don't know. They, they always lose to the Marlins. I know they lost two in this series, lost two in the previous series. They lost two at home, too. So. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. So, and then Eagles, interesting move, like props to the Eagles. They made a big announcement today and uh, I've never heard of this person, obviously, but they hired Catherine Rache, I think is as VP of football operations. And Yay. why it's so significant is because she's the highest ranking female personnel executive in league history. Um, and so that's, that's cool. You know, as you, as you talk about like. So are we sending know, props out to Howie and Jeff? Jeff yeah Lurie. yeah Good for and, them and as you talk about like trying to bring forth bring forward uh groups of people that um you know previously um you know were not put in positions where they could succeed or there was no ladder for them to to climb or there was a ceiling um you know whether it be females whether it be minorities whether you know whatever um you know uh place people were coming from um sexual orientation whatever it may be um, it's great to see the Eagles doing this. Certainly you hope that she is the most qualified person. She's super young, 32 years old. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So she's, I imagine she's, you know, obviously super, super smart, qualified, super smart. She, um, had been in the Canadian football league for a long time, but, you know, I, I guess like from a societal impact, you know, these are the types of things that we need to see. We want to see more of, obviously we want the best, most qualified people to, um, be in those positions. And I think that people also need an opportunity to do those things. And um, hopefully this will have, um, you know, continue to have an impact and, and the best, um, most reflective people are going to get the opportunities, most reflective of uh, society's mix, you know, and that's what makes us all great. And so that's it, man. That's, that's all I got. Eagles, uh, I think they're doing mini camp and 
everything that I've heard is uh, Devontae Smith. I loved, I read a piece on him today that uh, Darius Slay, he said after practice, he and Greg Ward, like, will stay with Darius Slay and just pick Darius Slay's um, brain about, you know, hey, if I go this way, what, how does that make you feel? What if I go this way and this way? And it's such a, it just shows you Devontae Smith's mindset that he's going to a guy who's been in the league 10 years, been a pro bowler, you know, one of the best in his position. And he's going to him and picking his brain, trying to get better. And that's what you want out of your young guys. And then I read another piece from Brandon Graham, who said he couldn't believe some of the defensive talent that they have, the defensive line talent. And he's like, you sound excited, man. A lot happier than last year. I'm getting a little bit excited, but, but uh, you know, it's all preseason, you know, um, hope is eternal. But uh, Brandon Graham was saying that how these guys, he's like, I'm glad that these guys weren't there when I was uh, a rookie because these guys are serious and it makes me up my game. So, you know, again, I, I think some of it is, it's the stuff that you like to hear, um, but it does, does bring a bit of uh, excitement. And then, you know, the NFL, the big thing is Julio Jones now on the trading block. So uh, that's You're not coming here. I had heard a rumor about maybe green Bay. Obviously they said that's like a fantasy. That might be a way of keeping Aaron Rodgers in, uh, in, uh, in uh, green Bay. I think he's currently in Hawaii with Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Uh, he's having a good time. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having a good time. Uh, did well on Jeopardy as the host. Yeah, he so, sure did. Yeah. And then he's going to play match play. Did you see that? He's going to play. He's going to uh, play against Brady, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Brady and Phil. And then Phil Mickelson, the oldest. Yeah. And, and that's a good shout out. I mean, I guess I never thought winning at 50 was such a big deal, but I guess I'm not a big golf guy. Uh, it is a big deal. He won a major at, I think he was 51 or was he 50? And that's a big deal, I guess, right? Yeah, 50. Uh, well, is he 51? I don't know. Maybe he was. But like, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. The oldest, which is kind of weird because you think about golf. I know it's evolved, but back in the day, man, didn't, don't you, man, like golf is like an old person's game, right? Well, yeah, and Trump plays it. So he looks old. I mean, that's what we associate, right? So, yeah. 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 I mean, it is an old, I mean, to, to be honest, it's an old white man's sport. It, I, that's what I associate golf with. Yeah. But I know people love it. You know, all people love it. So, yeah. And again, that's something that's changing too. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that it's, uh, it's slow, but uh, we're changing. It's a little slow for me. It's a little slow for me. I did. I think I, with the white people playing it, you know, I mean, I think that you're seeing more minorities playing it and more people. And uh, younger people and women too. A lot of younger women too. Right. Yeah. So this weekend is a big weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend. And I think it loses its meaning a lot of the time because you know, it's, it's often becomes about the barbecues and uh, people start to discover baseball again because summer really approaches. It's the first weekend of summer. I think they'll, uh, you know, Memorial Day is really important to me because we do think about those who've sacrificed their lives for the United States and, and combat, whether it be everything from the Civil War to uh, operations in Iraq and Afghanistan and those that are put their harms, their lives in harm's way every day. So I I'm, will be thinking of them on Memorial Day, um, which would be, um, it's observed on Monday. It's actually not the official Memorial Day, Delaware, that we actually have a parade on the official Memorial Day, which mm. I think is in June. Um, so, um, but uh, yeah, um, so that's what I'm thinking about for Memorial Day, my gratitude for all those who uh, gave their lives, but also for those um, that do serve or have served in the past. Amen to that, man. Uh, gratitude to that, to all of our, all the people that have made sacrifices so that we can live the, the wonderful privileged life that we live. Um, and all those people that gave of themselves, whether they have passed on, whether they are still with us, we are so appreciative of them and those that made the ultimate sacrifice. I know both are fathers were military men as well. Um, yeah. you know, so yeah, I mean, absolutely have the, have the utmost respect for, for them and for the services and for everyone who has served and, and, you know, pro uh, provided us the, uh, liberties that we have. So, um, with that, and I also want to give a shout out to my sister-in-law. It's going to be her birthday, big yeah. birthday. I won't, I won't say the number. Uh, she's the best sister-in-law in the business and, uh, I'm fortunate to have her and I hope she has a very wonderful Happy birthday, and hopefully next year we can all be together to celebrate her. She's deserving of a celebration. 
And I want to shout out to uh, Mike Curry there in Lexington. Yeah. He sent me a 1973 uh, Secretariat T-shirt, which obviously Secretariat was the Triple Crown winner in 73. And then afterwards, I went and watched him win the Belmont Stakes on video yesterday, Secretariat. And I that was absolutely amazing what I saw. So that's another thing, uh, this sort of horse racing being a big deal. But uh, thank you, Mike. And I'm going to try and get him on uh, to the show soon. Uh, to be a, a guest panelist. And if you know anyone or if you listen, anyone interested, we always love to have guests every once in a while, break up the monotony of listening to my voice. <laughs> yep, and mine as well. Yep, and uh, Curry, where's my shirt? Send it on, dude. But, uh, and then shout out, man, anniversary. I have an anniversary this weekend. Okay. So that's exciting, man. It's super cool, so. Oh, this is your wedding anniversary, this right? my wedding anniversary. This would so be 11, right? Is this phone. 11? This is 11. This is yeah. 11. Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to do something for 10, really exciting. And then the pandemic came and then I was like, oh, 11 is where it's at. But it looks like 12 is going to be where it's at based on where we are. Um, Folks, it was a nice event. I was there. I remember it. So yeah, man. You were looked, in it, dude. I was in it. I looked thinner back then. But uh, uh, it was well, definitely. for you. Yeah. It was definitely a, a great event. And you've got a very lovely wife. And I hope that you two have a blessed day together yeah thank you we're already planning what we're going to do so it's super exciting it's going to involve ice cream and eating and going to the pool so all kinds of fun stuff do you have our send out music i send do out. thanks everybody for listening stay healthy take care of each other we'll talk to you in a week left do you want to say anything else good thing We did it.